Gracious Losers Podcast, episode 13, lucky number 13. Yeah. I'm Paul. I'm Casey. And um, we got a lot to cover today. It's been a couple weeks since we were with you. Uh, last time we were on here, we had a large uh, fantasy football pod with our buddy Brandon from the Two Guys Podcast. Um, and a lot in the NFL landscape has changed That's since, correct. since that day. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to revise any predictions we've made uh, as far as standings go. Okay. Uh, because of some of the things that happened, if we have any revisions. Uh, we're going to make some bold predictions. We're going to talk about some of the recent transactions. Casey's got a bone to pick uh, about uh, a little bit of uh, our movie watching in the last few weeks. A uh, bone to pick? A bone to pick about how you've changed your, your tune on something that sure. you, you talked yeah. about. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start. We're going we're gonna to talk about uh, a little tiny piece of basketball off yeah. the get go as soon as we talk about what we're drinking. And we've been drinking. A number of things yeah. already. So okay. Several. Uh, take us away here, Case. Uh, the beer I I enjoy the most, and I think you also enjoy this one, is the Browery West, which means brewery. Um, brewery West, which is out of where is that? Of Somewhere S- in California. Santa Santa something. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell you tell you off the bat because I'm just not going to. But uh, this particular one is a blackberry saison and. Uh, it's a wonderful beer, and you know we've talked, we talk, we've been talking a lot about hazies. We drink a lot of hazies, a lot of Fort George Block Fifteen, and mostly their hazies or sort of like that. But you brought a blackberry saison, and it's an excellent blackberry saison. It's not super sweet. I always get a little turned off by blackberry fruit berry beverages, just because a lot of times they're really sweet. Yeah, I have a hard time with fruit um, beers. A lot, a really hard time with fruit mm-hmm. beers. This is really well balanced. It's a, it's it's a little very, bit tart. It's a little tart, which I like. I like that it's tart. It's a little tart with the start, and um, it's a really, just really nice blackberry finish that kind of just slowly dissipates yeah. as you drink it. So yeah. It's good. It's good. Which um, one did you like, other than the blackberry? Because I know well, you that, love that, that one. That blackberry was absolutely, I think, my favorite. Um, same brewery, but a uh, different beer. It's a hazy, because, you know. Yeah. We're talking about, we love our hazies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Scubert. 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 And it's just a really well-balanced hazy. Yeah. It has a little bit of pininess in yep. the back, which you don't get out of a lot of hazies. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Uh, we also had a hazy, uh, I think it was a double. Are you hazy. talking the uh, uh, Melvin? The Melvin, yeah. yeah. It's, I think it's a double, right? Uh, sure felt like 6%. a double. 6%. So, so no. definitely not a double. No, not a double. You know, it, That's it, a really cool it can, It definitely tastes, it tasted heavier than <laughs> I know. Was. That really helps you guys on the uh, listening to this. Like, it's, it's a, a really can. cool can, man. I wish you could see it. Really I'm not going to describe it, though. Uh, also, the name of that Blackberry Saison, if you're looking for it, is called Dog Ate oh, My Homework. Dog Ate My Homework, yeah. So, fantastic beer. Uh, for once, we don't have any beers from, from Fort George or... Or Block uh, 15. Or Block 15. Yeah, but I think Block 15 is coming out with a bunch of new fall beers here in are. September. Uh, so they I think are. it's just the time of year where a lot of breweries are kind of in between. The other, doing. I guess the only beer question I have for you, Casey, is have you had the this year's Suicide Squeeze from Fort George? Uh, I, I had one a while back. I don't know if it was this I don't know year. if they're different. So I don't know if they're different I don't know, different. I don't know if they're doing the same thing with Suicide Squeeze as they are with no, like there's Field no different of Greens. The bottom of oh, okay. But it's still delicious. That's, that's great. Yeah. I love Suicide Squeeze. It's a great beer. No so... Doubt. I mentioned basketball really briefly, and it's it's not quite basketball season yet. We're getting there soon, but we're not quite there. But we, being the Blazer fans that we are, we are just psyched about these new retro uniforms. Oh, that yeah. Announced. I'm super psyched. They're very they're fantastic. They're super expensive to buy. The one with the BioFreeze label is 250 yeah. bucks, which is 
I'd say you gotta really imagine they're gonna be there's there's gonna be some less expensive ones like the normal. I think they're gonna make more yeah bio, yeah yeah the hundred and ten whatever. Oh god, that, that, that that's still expensive, but kill you. I remember being a kid buying a replica jersey. And it was fifty. Yeah, bucks. you could probably find like one on eight yeah. for eighty bucks. It's even more replica. You know, it's even like With like, weird, a, like wide a, something like that. You yeah. could probably find something like that. But uh, you know, this is worth spending like hundred and ten bucks for me at least. Getting getting these old school. Like I've been waiting for just like like this one. I agree. Or I I mean I really wish we had that. You know they did the 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 early 90s blazers with the lowercase blazers kind of you know what i mean oh the back like, the, the, the drexler years Chrissy i kind of i really wish yeah. they would do a, do one of those but that's okay I'm, I'm happy with this as well so what this triggered for me and this is we weren't even gonna really talk about this on the pod but now i feel because casey hasn't been keeping up on his uniform news not, not as much. Not a big subscriber of the Uniwatch blog. I love uniforms. I just haven't <laughs> been. I've only. I've pretty much only been. You know, keeping tabs on what what the Blazers are so doing. So a bunch of teams are bringing back throwbacks. Yeah. Some, some, I know of one, retros. but you know of one. You know of uh, the little baby raptor. Bringing back the the old school raptor. Yes. Which is hideous. It's very hideous. But there's some other interesting choices coming back, and you sure. haven't you haven't heard of this already. You haven't done the research to figure this no, out. I, have I made not. a quick list of the ones that I know are confirmed. Great. So I want, I want to get your. You're going to hear Casey's honest take, not knowing. So the first one on that list is for the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, okay. And they are bringing back the original Vancouver, Vancouver Grizzly. That weird, like. With the weird, okay. like, fighting grizzly bear. Yeah. Grizzlies in the. In the I just think about arch. that weird pattern, too. That's. Yeah. Was it down the side? Yep. I need to take a look. I'm gonna take a quick. Oh no, it's in like the collar, the collar on yeah. the edges. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I think you, I think you probably, I... you probably can't hear on the pod, but but, but you can hear crickets outside of the window. There were literally there were literally crickets outside, and, and I all we heard were crickets. I I had to stop and think because <laughs> because I if I was a fan of the Vancouver Grizzlies. I would probably be like, I love this. I sure. I mean, you know, if I was an original fan, but there's no original fans that are going to be Memphis fans. They're going to buy Memphis Grizzlies. You wouldn't think so. I, but it's kind of catchy. It's kind of not catchy. Uh, kitschy. Kitschy is what I'm going for. It's a little kitschy, and they're and that those '90s jerseys are all hideous. But you kind of hold a special place in my heart. By the way, that I mean, like we were talking the, like that really cool, whatever pattern is around the outline. You know, around the uh, collar and the the arms and. The piping, the piping, sure. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it's that crazy weird. It's got to be that crazy weird color too. Yeah, bright. It's not good. Not great. I'm not a big fan of that one coming back. I, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of it because it's it was never a part of our team's history. I'm a, I'm a fan of it because it's a really bad jersey, but it's gonna be awesome to watch. Yes. Them play in those jerseys. So, like, yes. In that vein is the next <laughs> yeah. team that's bringing back a retro. Do you remember back in the early 90s when the Not Cleveland Cavaliers uh-huh. oh, yes. got oh, Sean Kemp and Terrell Brandon? Yeah. And they had the, the weird, like, neon yes. blue stripe on the black jersey. Yes, I do remember, remember that. that? The oh, block, yeah. The block Cleveland. That I don't like. That's back. That I don't like. So... That's a thing. Ugh. You're gonna see that this year. I pass on that. Uh, one. My least favorite of the bunch. That's yeah. my back, and they had a, a, a huge hype video about it, which is actually a really coolly, you know, really well made, coolly made, coolly. really well made, cool hype video. Uh, is the Utah Jazz? So you remember when when Michael Jordan hit the shot over Brian Russell? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Where he shoved him down, but they didn't call him for the offensive foul, and he sure. yeah. hit the shot. 
the end of that era for Utah with the Stockton Malone era, they were purple jerseys. Yeah. With a mountain range on them. Oh, I know those. And baby blue writing. No, not a fan at all. They're back. They're back. Those are back. So Why are they going back for, to the 90s? Get ready for Donovan Mitchell and, and Rudy Gobert. Uh, Where, and I've Mike always Conley. said, I've always thought that the the peak jersey was late 80s, early 90s. Um like even those Nuggets jerseys, I, I really love those with like the crazy with the cityscape and the crazy Amazing. rainbow. It's great. Amazing. And then it got really downhill late '90s, early 2000s with the Jazz jerseys, the Cleveland jerseys. There's several others, the Grizzlies jerseys to an extent, but I kind and the Raptors ones. I kind of I kind of do have a soft spot for the Grizzlies one, like I just said. But the, that Jazz one's bad, man. That's really bad. So the other two teams, I don't know the Magic are bringing back something. I don't. I don't. Hopefully it's not that. That's and that's another bad one. It's like. It's, I remember those were kind of like fading pinstripes, kind of a weird color. Yeah, they're they're pinstripes. Yeah, I think they're baby blue pinstripes. But um, I, I could handle the old pinstripes, like when they first were an expansion team. The other two that are coming back, one I'm I'm on the fence about, one I actually like a lot. So the one I'm on the fence about is uh, back in the era of uh, Spreewell, Marbury, and Garnett. Okay. Oh, and Wally Zerbiak. Don't forget Wally. Don't Girl. forget. Yeah. Uh, it's when the the T Wolves had that kind of. Sharp is the best way I could put it, like logo. Okay. Like writing, the sharp font on the front where it almost looked like it was like pointed Okay. on the bottom. But they're yeah, the yeah, black yeah. jerseys. They're the black jerseys yeah. with the green piping. Yeah, they also have the piping, like the Grizzlies one. Yeah. So they're bringing okay. those back. Those are all right. They're fair. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't hate them. The ones I like coming back are the old school Larry Johnson, Muggsy oh. Bogues. Charlotte Alonzo Hornet Morning, ones. Charlotte Hornets. Hornet that's the, that's the exact era I love. Literally, the only good thing about the Charlotte Hornets this yeah. year is are their jerseys. jerseys. Sorry, Those are sorry great. If, if you're listening, Dwayne yeah. out there from the Two Guys Podcast. I know yeah. you're a Hornets fan. I know you agree with me. So he probably, oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know, know Dwayne, but I I would have to imagine. Yeah, we got a fantasy draft uh, starting up here in the morning tomorrow. Uh, Dwayne's in it, so yeah. I mean, I'm excited. We'll we'll, we'll see how that works. Yeah. That's all the NBA talk we yeah. got. It's uh, we, we got a long, long way to go before we really get into the swing of it here. Yeah, I'm always down to talk NBA though. I don't you, care. <laughs> you realize, realized you recently rewatched a Tarantino film. That's right. Or and, as I, so, I put it, two Tarantino films. But yeah. you have it as one, which so I totally a, understand. A few a few episodes ago, we yeah. we went through and we it was right after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood dropped. And Which I still haven't watched. One of these days. I need to see it. But we talked about our, our, our ranking of the Tarantino films. That's something that I think we're going to do probably again for different directors or different genres or different sure. actors oh, or, definitely. Some, or something yeah. down the line. But you, so I, earlier this afternoon, Casey's family came over to my house and uh, we had a little a little grill grill out. And uh, as I was cooking, Casey and I were talking. And he's like, hey, you know, I. I I watched this. I don't know if we should talk about it on the podcast. And I said, no, we're definitely talking about it mm-hmm. on the podcast because I think this is going to be a good sure, a, a good conversation. So tell tell the world what you told me. Well, I rewatched The Kill Bills, both one and two, with my dad. Like I, I've mentioned before, my dad comes over usually on Saturday nights and we have a movie night. And we've been kind of going back and watching Tarantino movies. Or we've been talking about it. We've talked about rewatching Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, and maybe we will at some point. But uh, what we all agreed on upon was rewatching Kill Bills, which I haven't seen for, man, I don't know, maybe five, six years. It's been it's, a while. Yeah, it's, been, it's and, been a while. And when it first came out, I had watched that over and over again. And I always loved Kill Bills, but over the years, 
since I haven't watched it, and I've watched a lot of his other movies, they've kind of been pushed down the line, and um, maybe some flaws that were always stuck in my mind stayed there, and the good parts didn't as much. So, uh, I don't remember my exact rankings, but I know that I had number one ranked two ahead of number two, and after watching them both, I'm ready to move number two up above one, and even... I even understand what you'd say, combining them and making them one movie, but they weren't when they were released. Um, but I, I think number two is better than number one. I'm changing my tune on that completely, which means that moves it up like three spots ahead of. I was stunned. Whatever my list is. I was stunned when you told me. Yeah. Because I, in my mind, I think number one is significantly better. Than yeah. Because yeah. because of the slow points of two. The slow, the slow points the of two are at the are end. Brutal. I know, but the points before when she meets up with Bill are so incredible in my mind that it it makes up for the rest. Because in the first one, you get that first that first fight with uh, Vivica Fox. Yep. And it's like, it just comes out of nowhere. The movie starts and she's she's there at her house fighting that fight pretty much. Yep. Um, you, you don't get any of her story, Vivica Fox's character story. It's like just a, you know, and it's fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the great thing about the second one for me is Buddy and, the, and Mark Madsen's character Buddy. Um and Michael how Madsen. Michael Madsen, sorry, not, not Mark Madsen, the dancing the, fool from the yes. from the old Lakers championship. Yes, team. that's I'm, I'm in NBA. Mind. <laughs> Although, yeah, flip the two, maybe might be more entertaining. I don't think it would. I think anyway. <laughs> so, just those scenes with him and his character, all intertwining from the very beginning of number two with the uh, her coming to kill him, him getting the upper hand, uh, burying her in that. Just incredible scene. I remember watching that in the theater. The incredible scene of her being nailed into the coffin underground, yeah. and you know, it, it, there's like a little bit of light that goes and goes and goes, and there's darkness and her screaming, and then the flashback to her and her training with my Pai Mei, Pai Mei, which was absolutely inc- and whole incredible scene as well. Yeah, with the Pai Mei, that, that that was a whole another part of the movie that was amazing. Um, and then after that, after she trains and like. You know, you see where it's going that she's going to break out because of how she's been training with her hand and that the board and everything else. Um, breaks out of a coffin, you know, digs her way up to the earth, goes across the street and gets a glass of water. I think it was like great, perfect scene, perfect I mean, like... Uh, she was parched. She was parched, of course, you know, and the guy's like, <laughs> this lady's walking across the road, dust flying off her from the, the fucking cemetery, like, is this like a zombie? Like, what's going on? I thought it was great, like, comic relief after that really tense scene. Um, and then, and then it, I thought it just kept getting better with, with the whole uh, um, Daryl Hannah meeting up with him and all that. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that whole, from the very start of that movie to the point where she went to find Bill was absolutely... Uh, heads and shoulders above number one. All of that made it worthwhile to be above number one for me. And then it kind of bogged down. But okay. yeah, that's okay. my opinion on that. No, I don't... I, I mean, I, I do disagree, but I, I see your point. Yeah. I don't disagree with your points. Sure. Um, for me, it's just that the whole... The whole part about Bill... It was too much talking. Was they, they so were so yeah. long and just... It just felt like it was like this... Just beating a dead horse yeah, over sure. and over. Whereas I think that Michael Madsen's character, from, from all of the, I call them bosses. They're not bosses. Not a video sure. game, but yeah. I, it feels like a video game to a certain extent. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, I call them bosses, but yeah. I feel like Michael Madsen's 
was the most developed of all of oh, the bosses. Oh, easily, yeah. And I think I think Daryl Hannah was fantastic. probably the second most developed. I'd agree with that. Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, at least because she, she got a lot of screen time and was, you know, she yeah. was close and such. But yeah. and I thought their little battle was pretty amazing. Yeah. Michael but you're Madsen. right. I think Michael Madsen's character was easily the most developed of all of them. Yeah. I mean, it's like this guy, he's the one guy out of all of them you knew just didn't look like a samurai or a guy who nope. was fighting with a sword. He just looked like some schlubby kind of dude that's the brother of Bill. Um you know, working as a bouncer in a titty bar and like and getting absolutely no respect, you know, just getting shit on by his boss and the strippers are telling him to clean the shit off the floor in the bathroom. And it's all just like, you feel so bad for this guy. And I think, I even think it's one of his most fleshed out, like kind of minor characters in any of his movies. And cause you know, Tarantino's not really known for having those characters that are really deep no. or fleshed out or like no. have this like real emotion. So I think, I think his character is one of the more fleshed out deep characters in all of Tarantino's movies. Yeah. Yeah, Which is, I, I would agree. I've never thought of it that way. The way that character is written, I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree with you. I think that, from a performance standpoint, I think that Madsen's, you know, his apex mountain is Reservoir Dogs because he was so. He was, great. he was great in this too, though. He was great. Yeah, in this. I don't know, but but it's just. No, you're right. Yeah, it's because of the ear cutting scene. It's the uh, well, ear cutting scene in Reservoir Dogs. Scene. It's, it's yeah. that scene puts <clears throat> him in a different. Sure. He doesn't have that scene in Kill Bill. Not he has quite. His great scene. They're a little more all reined in. Yeah. Yeah. But it needs to be, to be fair. Sure. It, it's not One of my favorite yeah. scenes, just real quick, is the scene where he's making a margarita and he's serving it to Daryl Hannah and he mm-hmm. just like pops it all in the blender, slops it in a couple of like mason jars, just gets everywhere and then like pulls the, the blender up and it flies up in the air yep. and slams it on the ground and like hands <laughs> it to her. And he's, uh, That was one of my favorite. It's just great. <laughs> so great. I wanted that margarita. Yeah, Sure. I, I, some people I'm might not, not want not a, that. I'm not a blended margarita guy, but no, I, I would have drank that margarita. I would have drank sure. that margarita. And you and I felt if so. If you're listening, Michael Madsen, I would have drank your and margarita. And I felt so bad for him. He just wanted money. <laughs> yeah. and he would have had money. Would have been done. I felt so. I, he was yeah. And he was the only one that saw it all coming. The rest of oh, them yeah. were had you know. He has a line. I forget what the line is in the movie. It's been so long since I've seen it. It's but like a line yeah. that. It's like she's gonna get hers, and yeah. we're all gonna die. It's pretty much what he die. said. It's, yeah. it's something about like she should, and she should. Yeah, he was the one that yeah. was like, I think she's gonna get her revenge. She's gonna try it, and she, you know, there's no reason why she shouldn't. Yeah, because we we fucked her. Anyway, yeah. God, that's our movie talk for yeah. the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, NFL, lots of stuff happened this this uh, last couple weeks in the NFL. Yes, it did. Nothing bigger than Andrew Luck's retirement. So. Kind of came out of the blue. It was about um, a little under a week and a half ago from uh, from when we were recording this. Yeah, that was big. big. So the first thing is, I think, and I, I, I tweeted about this really briefly um, from our, our podcast Twitter handle, which is at Losers Gracious. But I think you're going to see this becoming kind of the new norm. Yeah, I 100% agree. Because... First off, I have, a, I have a, just a mesh of thoughts in my head that I'm trying to get out in a coherent fashion here. But but there's a video of that night when he announces retirement, and he's walking off the field in Indianapolis, and the Colts fans are booing him. That is so, disgraceful, in my opinion. I have a few things to say about Embarrassing. this. One is if you're going to boo anyone as a Colts fan, then you should be booing the front office oh, for not putting yes. a line in front of that kid. For several years, for several ruining years. him. When you have injuries like a punctured lung yeah. and a kidney His laceration. His back has always been pretty messed up. Those are things those that, are, yeah. that, that's just, come on, man. Yeah. Like, he's saying he, he, 
he was having trouble getting down and playing with his kids. Yeah. And his shoulder was so messed up, he was having trouble lifting his newborn yeah. kid. And yeah. And what's like, more important? What's I mean, more important? Yeah. Your kids. I'm sorry that football. your Sunday is going to be a little less enjoyable. And yeah. maybe we'll get to that in a little bit with our predictions and, and what the Colts look like. Sure. You know, because maybe it will be enjoyable, Colts fans. Maybe you mm-hmm. shouldn't just, you know, yeah. cramp all over. But 19 of the last 20 seasons, you've had either Peyton Manning or yeah. Andrew Luck as your quarterback. Yeah. Cry me a damn river. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear it. Uh, there are franchises who have toiled with horrible quarterbacks. I look at our buddy Brandon on this one with the Miami. He's a yeah. Miami Dolphins fan. I don't fan. think they've had a good When's quarterback since Dolph- Dan Marino. I mean, They I- haven't. They <laughs> sure as shit haven't. Yeah. They had Scott Mitchell. They had... Um, Jay Fiedler, they had Pat White for a hot minute. They had Tannehill. Tannehill. They had, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Of, of Chad Pennington. They mm. had a bunch of bad yeah. quarterbacks. So, cry me a river, Colts fans. I know that you feel uh, some sort of of uh, angst in your heart, maybe because yeah. the Colts couldn't get past the Patriots for so long, and there was that big rivalry there. And this is such a likable guy, too. I mean, this is a guy who would get, like, sacked by a lineman and, and be like, good job. Oh, it's a whole me. video. Nice yeah, one, buddy. Nice one. <laughs> and, that, and then he seemed like a genuinely good guy who was a very talented quarterback. And just like you said, they absolutely should be blaming the front office because for years and years they did the wrong thing, mm-hmm. which was you get a quarterback like Andrew Luck in the draft – the first thing you do is you build a, a offensive line around him. That's you what you do. You protect your asset. You protect your asset, your main asset, which is your quarterback. And after that, you start adding assets like running backs, receivers, defense, whatever, whatnot. But the the offensive line is number one easily. Yes. You keep you keep your franchise upright. Yeah. Before you start putting you know receivers around, um, it's a shame. I wish Andrew Luck nothing but the best. I yeah. know I know he'll be fine. I don't blame him at all. He's a smart kid. Uh, I mean, really, a, a pro's pro. Yeah. I don't ne- think he's coming com- back. I think he's done, done. Never complained. He's yeah. done. He's done. He's and good for him. him. He's hung up. And, and like you said at the very start, uh, this seems like this is going to be something that's going to become more and more common with even maybe big names like Andrew Luck. Uh, we've so. seen it a few years ago, like Chris Borland, who is that rookie. I don't know where he came from. He was a, like a late round draft pick and just destroyed for San Francisco. He was a niner, yeah. Yeah, um, looked like a, looked like he was going to be a stud linebacker retired after his rookie year yep. because he didn't want to ruin his body. Yeah, didn't want the head, the CTE issues, they and are. all that. And 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 people were like, well, that's fine, but you know, whatever. And I and I think we're going to see that more and more. Patrick Willis, Willis. Patrick Willis retired yeah. early because his body was breaking down. Calvin Johnson retired Calvin Johnson pretty, pretty retired early, pretty relatively early. early. Barry, I mean, it was a while ago, but Barry Sanders yeah. retired when his body started to break. Yeah. He said, I'm done. Yeah. No more. And, and you see all, every player is totally supportive of Andrew Luck and the decision because they know. They either know because they've thought about it. They know because they understand that side, even if they don't agree with it. And then you see, like, also a guy like Rob Gronkowski, who is in his, I think he's 30 or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, maybe around the same age as Luck, like, he is the same way. He's like, after the Super Bowl, he said he got he got hit once, it was a normal hit, and, like, he couldn't, like, get out of bed for a week after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Something like that. And it's like, is that really, do you really want to do that to your body over and over again? And we're going to see that in the NFL. It's well, going to be like that. It's gonna Gronkowski be the also said that the, 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 Prohibiting the use of CBD well, as a treatment. I didn't hear that, but I totally agree. Uh, I mean, he's he's <clears throat> high on that board. Uh, I mean, local radio host Cam Cleland, who played for University of Washington, who played for a ton of yeah. NFL teams, he's on the CBD bandwagon. 
Well, um, yeah, I, I personally, I've I've used some of the oils a couple times, like yeah. on like aches and pains, like muscle aches and pains. Sure, it's effective. It works. I, I use it Maybe for anxiety all... a little bit. Do you, the uh, CBD, CBD okay. pill, uh, like just the the capsules. How does it work? I, I work. It's I'm not using Xanax. I've used Xanax before. It's not like Xanax, obviously. Yeah. But it, it actually it it kind of if you take one or two, depending on what twenty five milligrams maybe in yeah. a day, it'll kind of take that like. That's great. Edge off because I have like social anxiety in life. It's just how it is, and yeah. that is definitely something that has taken that off. And yeah. I haven't tried it for pain relief, but I mean, the crazy thing is like these players, uh, just get at, especially in the NFL, all sports, but especially in the NFL, especially NFL, you just get beat up, and your body is falls apart so quickly. Um, yet they're allowed to take opioid medicine. Right. To yeah. relieve that pain and not use CBD it's, or whatnot, and uh, that's so backwards, so I, backwards. It stinks that we are such big fans of fantasy football because that I really know. is that's the only thing that keeps me hooked. I totally agree. NFL. I mean, it's a fun game to watch, but sure, but it, it's it's such a corrupt, just ass backwards. It, it really is, and it's the players have always been looked at as a commodity and yeah. not as human. I hope it changes at some point. If what's his name is ever is ever gone and they get some new Goodell, leadership, I really yeah. Goodell, yeah, I really hope it changes. Um, you see the NBA doing a lot of pretty positive things, and um, they're getting there. Uh, you hope that the other league, they're getting there. They're not perfect, but you hope the other leagues, like Major League too, like baseball isn't. Yeah, baseball's great. been pretty good lately. Sure, for that stuff, but I mean, it's just in general, it's, it yeah. seems like it's it's not really all that forward thinking. You, well, you, none you, of them are. None of them are. The rich get richer. NBA is, NBA is trying to be a little bit. Uh, since Stern left, I can see that it is trying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's a smart thing to do with sports. Sports leagues, big sports, like be forward thinking, get some, you know, do make some changes, make some changes that might make things better for the game. Yeah. And football needs that really bad. Football needs a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple other things happened uh, over the week, over this last weekend, actually. There were a couple of uh, quote unquote blockbuster, depending on what news uh, source you have, trades uh, involving the Houston Texans. Yeah. One of them. I don't understand. Well, to be fair, I don't understand either of them at all. Um, and maybe we have different viewpoints on this. The first one okay. is uh, they they traded Jadavion Clowney to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. For nothing. For literally nothing. It was for a third, third round. A third and a couple of garbage players. A couple of players. crappy edge, players. edge linebackers. Cuttable yeah. players. And, and the thing is, the crazy thing is if they would have, I think if they would have just released him or something, like they would have got a third round a third rounder in yep. in uh, compensation. Yep. Like, what are you doing? So <laughs> what are you I, doing? So the, the reports, there had to be something better out there. The report said that there they had they had engaged. I think it was five or seven teams. Um, yeah. Including the Dolphins, who were high on them, and Clowney basically, for all intents and purposes, said, "Fuck no." Yeah. I don't want to go to Miami. Uh, the, the Eagles were in on him. Yeah, the why would he? Skins were in on him. Um, there were a number of teams that were in on him. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked the Eagles didn't make this deal. Yeah. No. First off, they have a lot of kudos too. to the Seahawks. Jeez. For yeah. p- full pulling trigger here, the Seahawks have never been afraid to move draft capital to get a player. Yeah. Uh, over the his, I mean, the history of the league in the last ten years, they've they've moved draft capital to get a player who can play. They got Jimmy Graham. I mean, that was for Unger in a first, but yeah. But still. Yeah. It's the first going out. They give up nothing to get Clowney, and now they, they've essentially just replaced Frank Clark yeah. with a better player. And I know a lot of people 
a lot of local radio it's, hosts I've listened to have said Frank Clark's a better player. I don't buy it. Yeah. I think Clowney's a better player because Clowney plays the run really well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now the the thing here before before you you know have a, a ticker tape parade, Seahawks fans, is that Clowney's only there for one year. Yeah. Until you resign him. So it, he signed the franchise tender, mm-hmm. which means he's there for one year. One year. And then he's an unrestricted sure. free agent. But they didn't invest anything, really. No. So, but, so even if they don't re-sign him, I mean, it's just a third rounder no, exactly. and a couple of crappy but players. The point is, like, Clowney's not a Seahawk for life yet. So sure. just pump the brakes. Yeah. The other trade... Well, it's, which... like, it's like Blazer fans and Cantor. Blazer <laughs> yeah. fans are big on Cantor, you know? And I was too, but and now you, you see Cantor does the same things he did. Anyway, I don't mean to jump into the Blazer fan, fandom. No. Uh, you know what I mean. NS Cantor can uh, go enjoy racist Boston. <laughs> yeah. En- enjoy yourself. Enjoy that. Sure. Enjoy yourself. You've, you've burnt a bridge here with the way yeah, that you Yeah, he has. The way that you have Especially recently the with the whole like uh, Westbrook comments. The guy is just, he's been a, a, just a, an idiot yeah. hothead <laughs> with no filter his whole career. I don't know, understand why people are like, shocked sure. by this. Anyway, I drew I derailed us. I apologize. Let's get back. You derailed to, us. It's yeah. fine. Uh, the other trade, which I think, it, honestly, like, it, I, I get it. It makes sense for both sides. So the Dolphins give up uh, Kenny Stills, who's mm. a yeah. you know, uh, not not the the main piece of this trade. No, and Laramie Tunsil, who yeah, is Tunsil is a franchise piece. left tackle, and that's big for Houston because Watson, I think, got was got he sacked got the most, murdered like, last yeah, year. Yeah, like a t- yeah, he absolutely did. <laughs> I mean. Absolutely, so, and, and so so many people are ripping Houston apart uh, after the Clowney deal and being like, "What are you doing? You're get like the whole the, all the rumors I heard with um, Clowney were like they're trying to look for a lineman. Mm-hmm. I think they tried. They went to Miami and tri- they wanted Tunsil. They wanted Tunsil. That's right for Clowney. It didn't work out that way. Um, so then they ended up getting him in this yeah. trade. So they get they get Tunsil, yeah. they get Stills, they give up a couple of firsts, a second, I think yeah. something I think, else. I think. I think that's a great trade for both, just like you said. It's a great trade for both. Um, Miami's doing the 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 Miami's in full rebuild. They're, mode. they're doing the Cleveland Browns thing. Get get as many draft picks as you can. What I don't understand that Miami did here, and I, I get trading Kenny Stills. I get they moved Kiko Alonso over the weekend. I get mm-hmm. that right. Definitely. Kiko the Alonso two things that Miami has done that I do not understand and I will not be able to be talked into are trading a franchise left tackle mm-hmm. and starting Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Yes. So you gave up draft capital to yeah. get Josh Rosen. Sure. Josh Rosen's younger. Josh Rosen has played better through the entire preseason. Yes. Start him. So now you're going to start Fitzpatrick and just kill whatever confidence Rosen was gaining. Yeah. Again, and on top of all that, when Rosen gets his chance, which he will, because Fitzpatrick will only start a handful of games because he's not good. Yeah. Rosen will start, and he'll have no left tackle to anchor his blind side. The kid's going to get murdered. And I'm not a Kenny Stills guy. Yeah. Kenny Stills, on paper, may have been the best receiver on that roster right now. Right now. Right now. In the future, no, you're right. But like he's better than Parker. He's better Devontae than Grant Parker, Wilson. Albert, I mean, Albert Wilson Burns, is, a, is a decent. He's a slot. A decent slot guy. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'll talk about Preston Williams later. But right I, now he's better well, than Preston Williams because Preston Williams hasn't played an NFL snap yet. No. Other than preseason. The, the thing uh, about Miami though is I, I, our buddy Brandon, sure, is a big Dolphins fan. So I immediately texted him and said, "The the hell, mm-hmm. <laughs> right?" And he yeah. said, "I hate to lose Tunsil." 
It's a great return. Sure. Yeah. I, I think that's the stance you have to take as a Dolphins fan. Is just, sure. You need to think three years down the line. Some some people think. I mean, the start of their schedule is the Ravens, the Patriots, the Cowboys. 0-3. Oh, yes. And those are all teams with pretty good lines that are going to uh, rush the quarterback. And Right? Yeah, I mean, they should. They should. They and should. then the Chargers after that, too. We got Bosa. So it's like... Why throw in a guy like Rosen right now if he's just going to get absolutely destroyed like he did in, in Arizona when you have Fitzpatrick who's going to be there? Well, yeah, and I, then and then when the when the when the uh, when they got the Redskins and the Bills, the Bills have a pretty good defense. Redskins not so much, but then the you know Redskins can get a, after the quarterback. Sure. Um, so we'll why when they're rebuilding do that? Another thing I've heard is they're going for Tua. He's lefty, right? Tua's going to be one of the biggest flops in the NFL. You think history. so? I'm just saying he's a lefty, right? Yeah. Maybe they're looking to, to shore up that right tackle instead. <laughs> right? Silver lining. Silver lining. I hope you're listening, Brandon. I hope but, that you buy into that. But I, I agree with what Brandon says. They got a good return for Tunsil. Um, I agree, but you whether don't... or not, what, but it just means they're, they're, that whoever's playing quarterback is going to get destroyed. 20... And maybe, and maybe they have a plan for that, whatever it is, and they're just like. Fitzpatrick's out there. He's going to get destroyed. We're not going to do the same thing the Cardinals did to Rosen. Maybe. I'll tell you, 24th, 25th, 26th pick, whatever the t- Texans end up at, even if it's 20th, yeah. that's not a Laramie Tunsil type player. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I, Tunsil slipped quite a bit in the draft because of some issues, but I don't know. He, uh, he He's someone you can you can definitely sure. build around. I have to be. Oh. Okay. Um, it's... My, my thing with the Dolphins is it, it, the 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 tank for Tua train is is hot right now in Miami. Tua is an incredibly accurate quarterback at the college level, but you have to look at the team he plays for, Alabama, and the receivers he has. He has Jerry Judy, who I think is as good of a receiver as we've seen come out in the draft in probably the last ten years, give or take. Tua doesn't throw the ball downfield a ton. If you watch Alabama football, he runs a lot of play action, a lot of short passes. It doesn't matter if you put Tua back there, if you put Aaron Rodgers back there, if you put Peyton Manning back there. If you have no one to protect you, you're going to get hit. And you, you give the draft capital for Josh Rosen. Why aren't you just... He needs snaps. Sure. Whether he gets murdered or not, he needs snaps. Yeah. Uh, and, and if if Rosen's not your guy, you shouldn't have given up all that draft capital to get him all that draft capital. I think it was a second round pick. But okay, fair enough. But and, and like I was saying, it, it I don't think two is the answer because there hasn't been a good left handed quarterback in this league since Steve Young. It's because Steve Young can move his feet. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I oh, I'm so confused on all that stuff. The other thing that happened that I think is really interesting is that the Bills yeah. cut uh, Lashawn McCoy. LaShawn, that was a big one, but you kind of heard rumblings a little bit, you, a little bit, but I, no one ever worried. really thought it was serious. I was worried. I never thought it was serious because the Bills flat out said he's our guy. Yeah, he's our one. Yeah. Uh, I had you no, know, I coach had, speak, man. I had no reason to, to doubt Buffalo on yeah. that. So this tells me one of two things: is is, is one. Either they didn't think Shady has it anymore and they think Singletary's the guy. Yeah. Or two, they just really wanted to save them money. And they, it those could things be a could, combo of both. Those things could be. It could have been like the perfect together. storm of like, we like Singletary. This makes it easier for, for us to just get yes. him. Now, I, I like Devin Singletary. Sure. 
more than I did the last few weeks uh, when we were recording. I got to see a little bit more of him in the preseason. He looks like he's going to be a good running back. He looks back. like he's pretty good He didn't player. blow it out of the combine, but that the combine really doesn't mean anything. Combine there's so many anything. there's so many players that have been great in the combine that have not done well. Maybe see DK Metcalf in a few years, and there's so many players that haven't. When there's so many I'm players, I'm high on DK. You what? I'm high on DK okay. Metcalf. There's so many players that haven't been great in the combine who go out and they do well um, in the league. So yeah, I. So I think this is really interesting because I think Singletary is in a really good position now with Shady not there, only because he can he can learn and lean on Frank Gore Frank in the Gore. short term. Ageless wonder. And I think Singletary ends up being a really productive player in this league he, this you, year. Yeah, because because I, I love that Bills offensive line. Now that this is this is assuming that Mitch Morse gets cleared to play with the concussion issues he had mm, yeah. as a center that that worries me a lot. Sure. Um, but then Shady turns around 24 hours after he's cut and he signs with the Chiefs. That's crazy. Yeah. Which I think is, um, I think it's pretty clear is the, is the league's best offense. Oh, yeah. Right? I definitely. So he has familiarity there with Andy Reid, mm-hmm. who loves him, and he's talked him up in press conference already. Yeah. But Andy Reid's already said Damian Williams is our starter. Okay. He's not saying he's the bell cow. He's not saying he's our one the starter. starter. Now I know there's been some fantasy fallout in a lot of the redraft leagues about this, and a little bit of the you know scuttlebutt in the dynasty leagues about where where you value shady on this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep things as optimistic as possible because the first thing I think is shady McCoy in that offense. Oh my God, he's gonna blow up. But he's 31. Yeah. He's coming off two really bad years. And he's now, been and he's he's a running back who has been. Used a lot in his career, yes, yes. so he has a lot of a lot of this. Him. A lot of the stats say, um, and the analysis say. I mean, running backs tend to burn out pretty quickly, especially if they're used. A lot. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Now, Andy Reid says <clears throat> that he's still got quick feet. He still knows what. He's yeah, doing. I mean, maybe it's the same as Buffalo. Maybe it's still coach speak. Trying, it could be. Try, trying to just talk up it with Sean McCoy, giving be. him a little confidence too. The other side of that is. The last couple of years, Buffalo had a really bad offensive line. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how much that went into Shady. I, I this is not to put it all on the offensive line. I think it's a it's a it's a connected thing. Where yeah. Shady was starting to lose some of that talent. Yeah, because Shady line was a guy good. who didn't necessarily need an amazing no, offensive line exactly. to get yards. So, what do you think the, the Kansas City backfield looks like this season? This season, well, I mean, not not going forward because going forward, they're. I mean, I still think they're looking for their back of the future. Sure, I think they really like Darwin Thompson in for I, the future. I kind of uh, agree. He looks like he's actually could be a really good player if you're a dynasty player. Maybe Dar- maybe right now is a time if you've liked Darwin Thompson, you've made some efforts to get him. Mm-hmm. Maybe now is the time to try to get him with Lashawn and uh, Damian Williams. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think this year, what I see is Damian Williams will get the majority of the carries. But LaShawn McCoy is going to take a pretty big chunk out of that, I think. Um, more so than what people were drafting Damian Williams. It's, uh, Damian, I mean, like uh, we talked a little bit before, not on the podcast, that Damian Williams <laughs> is... I don't know what his ADP is like, uh, off the top of my head. It was, it was third round. Third, fourth, third, fourth round in the in yeah. redraft, um, which I think is too early at this point with LaShawn McCoy there. I think he's going he's gonna to take enough snaps... Uh, away from him that it's going to hurt his value a little bit and it will in Dynasty as well. I don't think Damian Williams is necessarily the guy of the future for Kansas City. And I say that only because Damian Williams has been around for a while 
with Miami, and he's he never, never really carved out a role. And I know that's Miami, and but he never really carved out a role. There's always like being a dynasty player for so many years now. Every single year, people are always like, "Damian Williams is the year." He's in, and he <laughs> never did. And um, and quince, it's not a coincidence that he did with Kansas City at the end of the year when Cream Hunt was gone because it's Kansas City mm-hmm. and they have a great line. They have a great team all around. Almost anyone is probably going to be pretty good on that team. Regardless, he still looks Spencer good. Spencer Ware looked Spencer good. Spencer Ware looked good, and he's not on a team now anymore. He's, right. you know, he's cut. Um, so I think a lot of it is because of Kansas City. Some of it might be actually because he's a talented running back. He looked pretty good last year. But I don't think he's the running back of the future. Um, I think LaShawn McCoy will cut into a little bit of his snaps, and I think Darwin Thompson in the future will probably have a bigger role. Do you think McCoy is going to be effective this year in Kansas City? I, yeah, I can see. He, I think he's perfect at this point in his career to be a guy who relieves the number one or even, you know, gets like a third of the snaps for the number one running back. Third I, or, you know. I got this weird feeling that he might lead that team in rushing. And I don't maybe. Think, I don't think I don't anyone know. I don't think anyone on that team is like a crazy high yardage guy. As far no. as rushing goes, I wouldn't there. be too surprised if that happened. I, would, I, I think I think I wouldn't I, be surprised. I think Shady he might not take that job, but I think yeah. he's going to be the most effective back. Yeah, he might be in that backfield. He might be. I don't think long term he is. No, no, definitely but I, not. but I also don't think that Damian Williams is long term going to be anything mm, at all. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So, I don't think he will either. It's an interesting fit. I really wanted the Chargers to take a shot on on. Well, Shady. it sounds like they picked, they offered him the same amount of money, they went but for he it. just picked Kansas yeah. City. Well, I mean. Well, it's Kansas City. I can't say I blame Chargers him. are great, too. I can't say I blame yeah. him. Speaking of the Chargers, uh, Melvin Gordon may not play Oh, it sure year. seems like he's not going to play. Yeah. They're, they're, Out of the two running backs, at him and Elliott, he seems to be the least likely to take any snaps this year. I don't year. think he plays. I don't think he does either. Also, I don't know what they get for a trade for him. Yeah. I don't think there's any market at this point. I can't imagine there is. There's no. The leverage. Texans think they have their mar- they their running backs. I think they're fine. What they think is fine. Yeah, I, don't, I with think Duke I Johnson think, and Carlos Hyde. I I think maybe they don't think they're fine, but the what what it might take to get Gordon is more than they want to give. I don't probably. think anyone. I don't think anyone pays the price. Probably not. Who's there to pay the price? Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I do. I really don't see a team. Yeah, I agree. That would jump out and and do yeah. it. Um. I think Melvin Gordon sits the entire year. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to me that he would. I think th- there was a lot of talk this weekend about how talks were progressing with the Cowboys and Zeke, and then the mm-hmm. report came out today saying that like yes, talks were progressing. They're still a long ways yeah. away. And then yeah, then they're saying that Elliot didn't ever the, the their side didn't uh, do any compromising. So it ruined everything. That's yeah. what I've heard. So, so it's back to square one. Almost. When when do you think we see Zeke on the field in a Cowboys? Jesus, I I can't even guess that. I I think he's more likely to play play than Gordon, but uh, I don't. There's a unless certain, there's a last second thing. I I think he there's a chance he could be out for the whole year too. There's a certain especially point. if Tony Pollard Pollard. Uh, jumps out and starts playing really well yeah. right off the bat, which they they've really been talking him up. Whether or not that's because he's he's looked good in the preseason, but it's preseason. Yeah. Whether or not it's because he's looked really good in preseason and practices, or because be... they're just trying to leverage Elliott. Um, they seem to really like him. They cut their other rookie uh, running back that they had signed uh, or that they had drafted, Mike Weber. They yeah. just have Alf Morris, Morris and Pollard right now, which is really weird. I mean, they don't have anybody else. 
Yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what their plan is there. Maybe I maybe think, it'll happen. Maybe they think they, they I don't, think they thought happen. Zeke was gonna sign. Yeah. So I if the Dallas line is the same Dallas line they were a couple of years ago. Yeah. Tony Pollard's fine. Sure. Oh, he'll, totally he'll be agree. Just fine. Mm-hmm. If they're the line that was there last year that had some injury, you know, yeah. nicks and, who and, knows what, and what, things yeah. here there. I have my doubts about Tony Pollard. I think that you might get more consistency at Alfred Morris, even at the age he's at, only because he knows the offense. He was there, and I think they're gonna they're gonna throw the ball a lot. I think they're gonna have to until Zeke gets back. Yeah, because I think Pollard projects to me as more of a not an every down back, more of a really. Yeah. I disagree. I think Pollard's gonna be the guy if Elliot's not there. Like completely might, bell cow. Like, I don't think be. he's. I, I think he's gonna be everything. I, Alf Morris is. That guy's not. Alf Morris is old. He's old, and he was even when he wasn't old, he wasn't that great. He's he old, was, not good. He was. He was good for. He was good, when like he was shady. when he first came out. He was good for a couple of years with Washington, um, but he was still not spectacular. And now he's thirty, and I mean when you lose a step from. A guy who never really even had a step. It's <laughs> he's not gonna he's not gonna do much this year. I don't know what they're gonna do if uh, Elliott's gonna be out for several games with only two running backs. They're gonna have to get somebody, sign somebody. There's a certain point, and I'm trying to remember what it is. Last year with Le'Veon Bell, <clears throat> where there was a certain point where he had to report or he would forfeit his salary. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's probably the same thing with Zeke. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know when that is. I want to say it was like week six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bell never came back. No, he didn't. Yeah, and we'll see how that works out for him. Might be, might be great. Might not be. I mean, yeah. a year off and all those touches because they ran Bell into the ground. Yeah, they did. I, I, I hope for his sake that he's okay, and that that Bell? the year yeah. off like rejuvenated. Uh, I imagine good. he would be fine. I think he'll be okay. It depends on how hard he trains. Now, I mean, I, I've read everything about Zeke saying he's training super hard. Mm-hmm. So I think and he's younger. He's gonna be one of those guys that. Whenever, whether it's week two, three, six, he'll be ready eight, to go. he'll be ready to step right in. Yeah. So, what's the fantasy relevance here, though? Like, and obviously, we're in dynasty leagues, and you're you're not cutting a guy like Zeke or a guy like Melvin. Oh, Gordon. Of course not. No. But in like say a redraft environment, I know Gordon has slipped quite a bit. Like, where where do you take Zeke? Where do you take Zeke? I've heard a lot of people maybe taking Zeke in the sixth. Well, maybe it's Gordon in the sixth round. Gordon, I don't know where you take Zeke. Gordon in the sixth round. Zeke. Maybe the fourth? I don't know. Oh, Zeke. I, to me, Zeke's got to be a first-round pick. So. Still? Yeah. Even right now? Yeah. I think I, I don't think I would take him at all. Really? I don't think so. I mean, I guess if I was in I the second round and he was there, maybe I would. I would I don't like know. to trust that my... The, the season's in like five days. They're games in like five days. I would like, like to trust days. that even if he missed a couple of weeks, my team could tread water enough. And well, sure, you, but... you have an elite back. But do you trust that he's going to come back and play? I think he is. All right. If you do, I think, then I think do he it. is, and I think Gordon's not. I, yeah. That's kind of... I've, I've definitely agreed that I've heard more that Gordon is not coming back at all this year. Well, like, at least before the Cowboys and, and Zeke are talking... The Chargers, the Chargers flat out said, like, like we're not trade. negotiating. Yeah. Go find a trade go find partner. A trade. We don't want you anymore. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel confident. I mean, I was not 100% confident because they went after Shady. Yeah. But they're confident at Jackson. Jackson to be able to, to, to do what they do. Last year, Phillip Rivers threw the ball less than he has ever. Yeah. So is Eckler, are Eckler and Jackson going to be enough to carry the load? 
or are they one of those teams that might be looking at a mid-season trade? Uh, no, I picked one of the things. Right that, now they the rocking three running backs too: Eckler, Jackson, Troy, Main, Pope. Dude, who's also had some rough. some. Uh, it's rough. I Troy Main Pope's had some some buzz in the offseason. With all but this, I don't know what that. What, I don't, yeah, I, I don't buy preseason hype. Uh, So all these things that have happened, like, how does that change our predictions? I I mean, to me, I have the Chargers probably coming out of the AFC. And less about Melvin Gordon and more about Derwin James and the the stress fracture and the list Frank fracture in his foot. Mm -hmm. Probably going to miss the entire season. I don't think they get past the Chiefs in the West. They might not. And I don't, I mean. They have some good players that can can plug in. Like, Adrian Phillips is a pretty good Box linebacker last year, safety last year. He's not Derwin James, but I think he'll be. He's he's still. I think he's still better than yeah. a lot of strong safeties. In the I don't know what the hell's going on with the Chargers. Every year, every year they got at least one or two guys that get hurt in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, seems like what, it. The what is going on? I don't know. Um. So I have them lower than I did before, and then that that sticks me. Then who do I pick for the Super Bowl? Yeah. You know, uh, my my first thought might be, well, maybe Houston takes a step. Well, I don't and see Houston it. moves Clowney, and I don't, and they lose and, Lamar and they Miller. Lose Lamar Miller, I, which Lamar Miller is not a good running back either. No, but, but like, he's he's fine. I think he's be- he's, he's better a better than, better than Duke. And I think he's Hyde. better than Duke and Hyde easily. Um, so I don't know if it's if it's them. I have the Colts dropping quite a bit with 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 Luck being hurt. Now, I don't know how far because I think all four of those teams in the AFC South are going to be decent. We mm-hmm. talked about this earlier. Um. Oh God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I, it, I think the Patriots win the AFC again. Man, <sighs> the pay, I, yeah. I'm going Patriots. God. Yeah, it's a bummer, dude. That's a bummer. <laughs> I, I just I just don't think I just don't know if the Chiefs can do it. Mainly because I, I don't trust Andy Reid in the playoffs. Yeah. He's yeah. never been able to do it before. Never been able so to do I it. Just, yeah. I don't I, I think uh, until That's a tough one. until Brady takes a significant step back, I think it's he has to. Right? Eventually well, you Someday. think so, but Jesus. We playing man. at fifty, right? God, who knows? <laughs> um are there any changes on our, our initial predictions for you with with all that you know now. I you know, I don't one hundred percent remember my initial predictions. But I don't think I had the charges going to the Super Bowl. You didn't. I, I think did the Chiefs. I'll stick with the Chiefs. How do you yeah. feel about Indy? Um Well that's, that's my hard. well that's hard. That's a hard one. I mean Oh, is that coming up later? Is that coming up later or should we no, segue into that? I mean we can segue into that now if you want. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean with Indy, I think that's my first. We were kind of talking about having... Um... Yeah, let's set the stage here. So okay. what, we're, what we're planning on doing here is is two bold predictions each. There you go. And then a third prediction that we actually argue about. Sure, yeah. And whoever wins that prediction wins that bet. Yeah. So the way we're going to do this is in a future episode, I don't know when, mm-hmm. obviously after the season, uh, NFL season, is that... Uh, each of these predictions will be worth a shot. Sure. So someone or both of us are going to be real drunk yeah. on a podcast. I'll, pro- I'll probably be taking three shots. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, <laughs> I very well... Uh, I, I, I might not take three because I believe hard in the one that we're going to argue against each other. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so why don't you start us this, off with this, the first... This, this, this poor segue by me into the Colts. 
So beautiful segue. <laughs> beautiful. Gorgeous segue. So I I think a lot of people are are discounting the Colts now because Andrew Luck is gone. And I get that. I totally get that. Paul raises his hand. Yeah, it's me. Because he, he discounts me. them. I like Jacoby Brissett. I really yeah, that's do. what I'm saying. Um, I like Jacoby Brissett as well. I really do. And I just don't think he... I, I, I don't think they're going to take as big a step back this year like they would have in the past. Um, in the past, Andrew Luck has been carrying them on their back. Uh, obviously, he's been getting hurt, and the, it hasn't been going well. That's that's why he retired, because they've been putting this sh- really shitty team around him, and he's got so beat up that he's like, "Why well, I don't love football anymore, and I'm done. Yep. I don't blame him, like we talked about. So... At this point, they have a good offensive line. They have pieces around them. A lot of great pieces. Marlon Max, I feel like he was a guy who's going to take a big step this year. They still have T.Y. Hilton, Deion Kane, Devin Funches, Chester Rogers, Paris Campbell they drafted, uh, Ebron, Doyle. Uh, they have a pretty solid defense. This looked like to be the year they were going to be a very good contender in yeah. the, in their conference. Yeah. And in, in, you know... So I think I think they're gonna still be number one in the league, in the conference even with Brissett and losing Luck just because okay. they still have all these pieces around them. I think Brissett isn't gonna be too huge of a loss just because they've been living without Luck the last several years. Brissett has shown that he can be a pretty decent quarterback. Um, I don't love Houston in, the, in that conference in okay. that division just because. I think they're gonna miss Clowney more than people think. I think they're gonna miss Clowney. I think they're gonna miss Lamar Miller. Um, Tunsil's pretty solid, but I I don't think in, in Indianapolis has lost so much that they're gonna be worse than Houston. I and, think and Jacksonville I don't think has a great offense. I, they're just kind of mad to me. They have a solid defense, of course, but I I see Indy Indy still going going number one in that in that division. I don't. Okay. But I don't necessarily disagree with everything you just said. Okay. <laughs> so sure. that's why I'm like, God, I, mean, I really want to drop them that far. Yeah. I think that an under-the-radar move that the Colts made this year was bringing in Brian Hoyer in the last couple of days as a backup quarterback to Brissett. Okay. Very under-the-radar because there there is a chance that Jacoby Brissett fizzles. Sure, gets hurt, gets hurt, or, or even just Does plays nothing. poorly. Yeah, there, there's there's a possibility. Yeah, with a, with a young, somewhat unproven quarterback, I can say the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. Same yeah. thing about a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Brissett's going to fizzle personally, but but if he does. I think Brian Hoyer is a damn good backup. And I think, better than what I they think, have for sure. Chad w- Kelly was nothing, and with 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 Marlon Mack and and Quentin Nelson blocking up front and and. Those receivers on the outside, because mm-hmm. they're good receivers, those two good tight ends, and they both can block fairly well. I think they're going to be a run-first offense, as opposed to last year where they threw the ball more than anybody else in the league. Yeah, they're not going to do that this year. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna lean on Marlon Mack. They're gonna yeah. lean on I, on Jordan Wilkins. And Frank Reich has shown that he can be a pretty innovative offensive mind. I so I think so. he's going to build the offense a little more around Brissett. I know he doesn't have much time to do that now because it's such a quick decision. But maybe I think he, he's I think he's he I think he's one of the maybe he knew. Maybe he knew. I think he's one of the coaches in uh, one of the in the league that that could handle this a lot better. I than, agree. My my issue with the Colts is their defense is I think their defense takes a step back. Okay. 
And I don't think it's about the luck. I, I think luck leaving hurts, obviously, because Brissett and Hoyer are not Andrew Luck, and they, ne- they aren't going to be Andrew Luck. Okay. But you can survive in this league without an elite quarterback. You can survive with a efficient quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that Hoyer has shown he, in small sports he can he can win games. Brissett hasn't shown that, but he mm-hmm. should be at least complete passes and, 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 and command an offense. Their defense, I think, takes a small step back. I think that small step is enough for Houston to win the division. Okay. Even with, like, in, he's old, but Justin Houston's on the, on the team now. Was he, on, he wasn't on there last year, right? No, he was no, on the yeah. last year. I, he's old, but that's still a guy that could, can, yeah. you know, still think they're going to take a step back? Why? Why? I mean, why? Why do I think? Yeah. I think they overachieved last year. Okay. I think their defense overachieved. Um, I'm not sold in their corners. They uh, they drafted Rock Rock Yasin, who mm-hmm. I think is going to be a massive bust mm-hmm. on the pro level. Uh, Malik Hooker is a, is a fantastic free safety as far as like a ball hawk in the back, but yep. he can't really tackle anybody. Okay, that worries me a little bit. I think that Houston's going to be just fine without Lamar Miller. Um, they're going to throw the ball a ton, but I think having mm-hmm. Tunsil to protect Watson helps them a ton. Sure, they're going to miss Clowney. Yeah, more than they think. So that worries me a little bit. Somehow the Titans always end up winning nine games. Titans either. Yeah, the Titans always end yeah. up winning nine games. Maybe nine's enough in that division because they all play each other twice. Yeah, and none of them are bad. And who's even going to start a quarterback with Tennessee? Oh God, I hope it's Mariota for their sake. Yeah. Anyway, should we move horrible. on to the next bust or the next? Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, my my first bold prediction. Bold prediction. Uh, is that the Chicago Bears and the Los Angeles Rams both miss the playoffs? Ah, really? That's big. No, you, you've heard me. Just sure, I know you're not crap a crap all over the Bears. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams find their kryptonite this year. Okay. Um, I I have concerns about Sean McVay and his offense with more tape on him now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have concerns. Uh, it looks so bad in the Super Bowl. They looked really bad in the Super Bowl. I personally still don't think Gurley's right. Yeah. I don't think so, so either. That's why they drafted uh, Daryl Henderson in, what, the second, third round? I think it was the third round, third round. yeah. It's still a pretty high round for running back. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think they missed the playoffs. Um, that's not to say that I think San Francisco jumps in. Mm-hmm. But I think the Rams are going to finish somewhere around like nine and seven. Just, just miss. Just miss it. Just okay. miss. And I got a funny hunch it might be two teams out of the south, two teams out of the north. Okay. And that's where you get that. So, what do you got for your second bold prediction? Uh, mine's more of a fantasy, but I guess it's also because I I think he's going to be a great receiver at some point. But I think Preston Williams is going to have a great second half to the year. Maybe get 500, 600 yards receiving. And um, I, I think he's going to be a great receiver for Miami. Maybe they're number one. That's my bold prediction is that he's going to be their number one receiver by next year. This year he's going to get 600 yards receiving. Uh, I actually like that a lot. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, like that a lot. I don't know if, he, if right at the start he's going to be used a ton. Maybe he will be. And maybe he'll blow my prediction out of the water and, and get, you know, eight 900. But... Um, they obviously believe in him. He stayed on the roster. He's an undrafted free agent. Um, they traded Kenny Stills, which means they have trust in their receiving core in some sense. 
even though it's Devontae Parker, who is just perennial, perenni- perennially uh, an underachiever, and I don't think he's ever going to be anything. Jakeem Grant is fine, I guess. Albert Wilson's a good slot. Um, he's definitely not number one. Alan Hearns is... Uh, he's fine. So I think the it's a prime... Prime opportunity for him to take grab at this number one spot. And he obviously had a connection with Josh Rosen in the preseason. Uh, I didn't really see him play with Fitzpatrick much. I don't know if they did have that connection at all. But I could see either him getting on the field quickly with Fitzpatrick or Fitzpatrick, you know, starting the first four or five games it being a disaster and they throw Rosen in there because, (laughs) I mean, why not just play him at this point? And... And then at that point, Rosen will be looking to Preston Williams, who he did so in the preseason as well. So that's my bold prediction. Preston Williams yeah, I like it. is gonna be is gonna be a guy who gets at least six hundred yards receiving this year. And um, even bolder, I think he's gonna be a number one for Miami. And and if he stays on the right path of like you know his off field issues, he could be a pretty great receiver. In this I would league. really love he looks to so see. good, man. He looks like he has great great hands and runs good routes and. I'd love to see <clears throat> Miami turn to Rosen and have that team turn out a little better than people think. Sure. And then think that Rosen's their guy and not waste a pick on Tua or Herbert yeah. or one of these quarterbacks. Do s- and take a guy like Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. uh, the receiver at Alabama, or someone there. to Because to, I think Preston Williams will be even better if he has another guy legitimately there's, there's really on the other nothing side. nothing else there. If Preston Williams turns out to be a gr- really good receiver... There's there's nothing else. I think yeah. Park is nothing. Like I said, and eh, there's not a lot else there. So they could they could use that piece around a yeah whatever they have there. Yeah, my my <clears throat> second bold prediction is I and it's not that bold yeah. I guess depending on who you talk to, but I think Devontae Adams ends up as the number one scoring wide receiver in the NFL in all formats in in standard formats and PPR formats. I think he's going to have an absolute monster year. I think I I. Said it on the podcast. I think Aaron Rodgers has a huge bounce back nah, here. I, yeah, I think it's because Devontae Adams is going to have a like sure. ridiculous historical year. Sure, this you year. totally see that. Um, he has the talent. I think that he'll have a better year than Hopkins. I think he'll have a better year than Antonio Brown. Better okay. year than Beckham. I've gone on record about the Beckham thing. I think that yeah. that Beckham will be good, but not great in Cleveland. Um, the only guy that makes me a little nervous on that is Julio. Yeah, because okay. Julio, when he's on, is is the best receiver in football. Mm-hmm. No, it's just he's not consistently on. No, he had a couple years there where he's getting no touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I think Michael Thomas takes a huge step back this year, and not just because of Breeze. Yeah, necessarily, I think it's because he got paid. Okay, I think you think he's that type of guy? Uh, I think it's just it's it's more often than not when a guy sure. gets paid, he just generally has a little dip. Okay. And I think a little dip for Thomas is enough to put him in the next conversation below Hopkins, below okay. Adams, below Julio. So, sure. Um, I'm all in on Devontae Adams. Yeah. All in. Great. So the last one we have is the one that we are going to argue with each other about. Um, I say no. Casey says yes. Give me your argument to why Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield is going to be a top five fantasy quarterback in the league. Yes. Uh, well, this was a tough one for me, but I love Baker enough that I think he's. They've added enough weapons around him. Um, I think, I think he's gonna sneak into that top five. I still see Mahomes in the top five. Of I course, still, yes. I, I still see Matt Ryan in the top five because Matt Ryan is a great quarterback, and he's always seems to be out of the top five. Like I was saying, um, 
I looked in our fancy stats uh, in our league, and I, I I was surprised to see him as a number two scorer below Mahomes, uh, and I and he's always underrated. So I I think he's in that in that top five. I agree. also see Aaron Rodgers is going to bounce back. I think he was like six or seven in our league in that yep. in that rank. He's I think he's easily going to be in that top. Uh, and then I got. It was a little tough for me to look at the last the last two. I think Baker's number five, but I think before him is, is Big Ben is still going to be um, a great quarterback this next year. Even though he, you you always hear him talking about retirement and such. Um, despite losing Antonio Brown, I think he still has tons of weapons. He's still a great quarterback, which means there's a lot of tough decisions here to to move um, Baker out or to move Baker into that, some other quarterbacks out. But I think Baker has so much talent around him now, and I think he's he's that quarterback that can that can push him ahead. Um, uh, I see Cam Newton bouncing up, but not, not jumping into that. He missed a few games last year. Um, Deshaun Watson's still a great quarterback, uh, you know, hovering around 6-7. Russell Wilson's always going to be a great quarterback, but that team just runs so much that I don't see Baker – I don't see him passing Baker – in that either, um, and so so in our league, I think Baker was number eleven last year in scoring, um, missing you know two games. He didn't start the first two games. Tyra Taylor started the first two games, and then mm-hmm. he, Tyra Taylor, I think got hurt in the third game. Baker came in, kind of brought him back, and they played really well. And since then, he's been he's been you know doing really well. Um, other guys ahead of him were Jared Goff, Andrew Luck, who's obviously gone now, Drew Brees. Who I love Drew Brees, but he looked like he took a big step back last year. Yeah. And I think I, I, I think this might be close to the end for Drew Brees. I think he's gonna slowly slide this year, next year. He's such a smart quarterback and great a great player that um I think he'll be he'll be fine. They might they still win the games and they'll run a, run the ball a ton and they'll they, he, he um but he won't be the same guy. Yeah. So that, I think I think Baker has the talent to easily jump into that top five, even even though you have some more uh Consistent quarterbacks, more proven quarterbacks in there, but I think this is his year. I don't argue his talent. Okay, I think he absolutely has the arm talent. I think he absolutely has the the ability to be a top five quarterback. I don't see it this year. Okay, and why think, not? I think long term he might. You just think there. it's just too early. I just think there's too many guys ahead of him. Yeah, on the list. Yeah, and it's not to say that I think Baker's gonna have a bad year because I think he's gonna have a really good year. There's a lot of great quarterbacks in the league right now. There's a lot of good quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I Mahomes is the, the obvious number one. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Rodgers is the second highest scoring quarterback this year. Okay. I think he's healthy and he's gonna have a good year, mainly because of Devontae Adams, yeah. as we talked about. Um, I have a hard time saying Matt Ryan's any lower than three. Sure, just because they have Dirk Cutter back. Yeah, they're gonna throw the ball over the field. Matt Ryan and those receivers know each other really well. They know Dirk Cutter really well. Um, my only issue there is the running back health. If Freeman stays healthy without Tevin Coleman there, that'd be the, the, the mm-hmm. second fiddle. Yeah. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. They, they replaced a lot of guys in the offensive line, too, so Ryan's going to be upright all yeah. year long, mm-hmm. which is a that's huge big. coup for them. Yep. Uh, I think Cam Newton, if healthy, if that's Cam, a big Cam Newton's the fourth-best quarterback fourth in the best. league, okay. fantasy-wise, because of his legs. I could see that. Um, that's a big if, though. I, I feel the same way about Deshaun Watson with Tunsil there. Yeah. I, I think if if his receivers are healthy and they keep Watson upright, Watson's gonna have a big year. Yeah. So th- there's five right there. Okay. That I think are higher yeah. than Baker. Now, do I think Baker can score ahead of Roethlisberger? Maybe. Maybe. Do I think he's ahead of Breeze? Probably. Ahead, yeah. Probably. Do I think he's ahead of guys like Goff? It's hard to say. 
That's the golf's the kind of the X factor to yeah. me because golf could be elite. Golf could not be. Um, the, I think that the real the dark horse to jump into that top five that's Russell Wilson coming. Yeah, the two dark horses, I guess. <laughs> if you can't wrestle, I totally forgot. I I often forget about Russell. He's such Wilson a great quarterback, and it's too bad. I, I know. I feel like he's, if he was in a different offense, um, he would just flourish, and he could be easily I agree. in top three. Even a top. I agree. One I forget about him all the time. So I think I think Wilson legitimately could finish ahead of Baker. Sure. The X uh, the X factor, not the X factor. The, the dark horse here, uh, I think, is Jameis Winston. Oh, really? I don't with, see that. With with Air, they have first off they We've have Evan, about this before, Evans man. and God. I mean, we have. I mean, I mean, like yeah. people have talked about Winston being good, but I don't think yeah. he has the head. I, I think the interceptions will keep him out of that that range. I think that sure. Mayfield finishes higher. Yeah, that's the one I don't agree with at all. Yeah. I, I get it. I'm just saying, like, the sure. potential is there for him to sure, to have a massive year with Arians calling plays. So, um, I don't think Baker's top five. I I, I think he's top, top seven, maybe. Top seven. He's, I think he's going to be close. Yeah. He's going to be close. And if I things fall the right way, I can see it for sure. Just, just adding guys like OBJ and a full year of Chubb. Um, I sure hope Beckham decides he wants to play football. That's been the issue with him is that every year it's fine. like, oh, oh, man, nah. my my hamstring hurts really bad. I need to miss four games. I think games. he'll be fine. He's still got Landry. He's still have, uh, yeah. have a ton of ton of receivers. Good running game. Decent line. I think he'll be fine. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, I mean, the other guy I, I wonder about, jump not in the top five, but I think that's going to make a jump this year, a big jump, is Darnold. He might. Yeah. I think I think Darnold could very easily be a top ten quarterback, and people are going to be like, "Wow!" I, didn't, I had no yeah, idea. You're right. So I can see that. Um, God, Baker Mayfield, man, he's always going to be the he's always going to be the the divisive. Like, I think so. The 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 thorn I think I'm on my side. Right. Of me. I'm going to prove him right. We're going to see it here. I hope so. I hope if, so for your not, sake. I, and again, the kid's got all the talent. I just, I just don't think it's going to happen this year. Okay. Just because I. I just don't see who bumps out of that top five. Sure. Well. And if Baker finishes six, I'm going to feel really happy. Because I'm going to be like, man, he had a great year, but <laughs> he's going to be that enough. one guy. <laughs> I would feel all right if the one guy was Russell Wilson or Cam Newton. Oh, man, I can't believe I forgot Russell if Wilson. If it was Newton or Wilson, sure. those are the two, I'd be all right. Oh, Watson, too. Shit. I'm kind of re- everyone's so high <laughs> I'm kind of rethinking my thoughts on Big Ben. I think I'd rather. What's it, everyone's high on Watson? Well, yeah. yeah, everyone thinks Watson's the number two fantasy guy. No, I, don't, I just don't see no. it. But I think he's just he's going to be just around the same level as Baker. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be sneaking in and out of that top five. I there's, there's oh a you hit. know who we forgot and someone who I really like and I think they could sneak into the top seven as well as Carson Wentz. Yeah, I completely forgot about Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz is better than like Prescott, who was like number ten last year and. I just really want to see. Breeze I want to see him take a couple snaps. That's I he didn't take a fine. single preseason snap. I just it, no, but it just makes it me matter. it just makes me nervous because everyone else matter. at least took a snap. Well, Aaron Rodgers didn't. No, but eh, I think yeah. it's fine. I mean, he had a broken back. He's fine. Okay. I okay. I trust you. <laughs> you I trust you. Don't trust me. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Team Doctor Casey is making yeah, right. sure he's checked out Carson's back, so he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! Um, besides the start of the NFL season, what are you looking forward to this week, Case? What is this week? I don't even. This know. week is the first week of September. That is correct. What am I looking forward to? the The last episode of Hard Knocks. 
<laughs> uh, God, there's nothing going on this week. The, the last couple of weeks have been so crazy busy. This is the first week that yeah. hasn't. I haven't really had anything other than football. I, I I know you said other than football, but that's the thing that I'm really thinking about. Is like I'm ready to watch some football Thursday yeah, night. I'm gonna sit down and watch the NFL. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. What about you? God, I don't. <laughs> it, it, again, I don't know. Uh, my my oldest starts kindergarten tomorrow. Oh yeah, there you go. Which is insane. That's crazy. My youngest starts a new a uh, new preschool no. tomorrow. Um, not as crazy. <laughs> as kindergarten, I mean, sure. it's, you yeah. know, kindergarten's a big step. Uh, it, yeah, it is. It's 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 insane. Um, I'm looking forward to watching. Uh, I'm I'm kind of a closet Green Bay fan. Yeah, for so whatever am I. reason, as a I Niners a as a Niners too. fan, I shouldn't be. Yeah, but I am somehow. Um, so I'm really excited to see Green Bay in Chicago on opening night, mm-hmm. uh, Thursday night. And uh, I mean, selfishly, I'm hoping that the Ducks, you know, can can come out and and, and show a little more fire than they did against. Auburn at least this week you know, to Nevada. finish the game. Oh yeah. God, it's just it, it's so depressing as a Duck fan seeing the, the the just Marcus Arroyo just making just conservative call after conservative call. Yeah, it's um, I mean you have uh, you have a a an elite quarterback like just let him throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, just let him throw the ball. Yeah, that's all I ask. Is just let him let him take a couple shots here and there. Sure. Yeah, I agree. They didn't, they didn't, and it's no, and they, and it's, they uh, lost it's because of it. Uh, yeah, my wife was trying to calm calm me down after the game. I was I was very upset after the game ended, and she was like, "You know, Auburn's a really good team. Auburn's a really good team." Yeah. And I just kept saying to her, "That's the problem. Yeah. Is that for three and a half quarters we were beating a really, really good, good team. team? Yeah, and we just didn't close the it game. Close it. Yeah. So it stinks as a Duck fan. It, it does. Yeah, uh, we'll start the year like that." Yeah, it's it's a national spotlight too. Yeah. It, this it really stinks. So, but uh, I, I mean, I'm and not gonna I'm not gonna be watching the game because I'll be at our twentieth high yeah. school reunion. I will not you're be not there. going to because yeah. I think your wife's out of town. She's out of town. Yeah. So you'll be on uh, kid duty. That's correct. Yeah, but yeah. I'll be there. Uh, our buddy Jake, uh, who we went to high school with, uh, he moved down to Houston a couple weeks ago. He was at the mm-hmm. Duck game at, mm-hmm. in Jerry World. Uh, but he's flying in the town, so uh, Jake's gonna be my date. Melissa's gonna stay with the boys, and cool. uh, yeah. Jake and I are gonna go arm in arm in that reunion. And, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not hanging out with you. We're guys. gonna drink some beers. I guess the it's at a golf course. So I guess the driving range is gonna be open, so I got a feeling I might spend more time on the driving range than I am talking to people. Sure. Um, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So uh, I think we're gonna come back. I don't know if we're gonna record next Monday or the Monday after. Um, but we've been talking about, you know, trying to do a little bit more pop culture type stuff. Sure. Pop culture Pop culture Yeah. If we, culture-y. yeah, if we do do it next week, we'll definitely talk a little football because it'll be oh, every week well, one. Either way, we're going to talk about football. Sure. Um, prime we, football year. Yeah. Season. But I think we're going to do, uh, maybe another one of these rankings. Um, we, we also could, could very possibly in the near future do one of these, uh, kind of get to know us better. Yeah. Question 12 type episodes. Yeah. Six questions each, whatnot. Um, so we're getting there. Uh, so shout out to the Stubborn Lovers for letting us use their music. Uh, also shout out, I'm not sure he's not listening, but our buddy Nate McElhaney, uh, who we went to yeah. high school with, who uh, started a, a clothing company as a, as a side gig, and now it's become a full-time thing for him, Drip City. Um, so check that out uh, if you haven't already. Uh, really sharp-looking shirts and, and tanks and hats. Um, so you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, like, subscribe, comment, do all the things. You can uh, follow us on Twitter. Our uh, our 
podcast account is at Losers Gracious. You can find us individually mm-hmm. at Volcom Pancake, at CW McGrath. Uh, email us, graciousloserspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any suggestions, any gripes, uh, you know, any praise, yeah. whatever you want. Whatever. Anything, really. Anything. Any feedback, positive, negative. Mostly positive would be great. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind a negative. No, no, no. Look at you, Brendan Fitch. Yeah, anything. <laughs> um, but that's episode thirteen. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit. Uh, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, with not too many injuries to talk about because the NFL yeah. starts. That's always there's always there's something, always something that happens that for the first couple, couple that weeks. First week, so yeah. uh, fingers crossed. Uh, Case yeah. is open for Baker to have a great year. I'm definitely open for that. <laughs> I don't want to take three shots. Yeah, no shit, man. Well, maybe I do. Who knows? Yeah. All right. We'll see you soon. Later.